but because of his love, his grace, his mercy, and his long suffering. That means he put up with us, y'all. He allowed both you and I to be here today. You know, it's good to know that we have a relationship with God. It's a blessing to be able to take everything to God in prayer. I know many things happen to us throughout the week, and I know sometimes it can get discouraging, and sometimes we may feel like throwing our hands up in the air and waving them like we just don't care. <laughs> but we don't give up. We get up, and we keep it moving. Let's give God some more praise. I want to talk to you today about overlooking the Lord. Overlooking the Lord. You know, just because we are children of God, that does not mean that we don't have any problems. We have problems just like everybody else. It's not that we don't have problems. The difference is how we deal with them. When you have the Lord in your life, you don't need to stay up all night and worry about what's going on in your life. Since he's going to be up anyway, we might as well give those problems to him. But when things are not the way that we want them to be, we often forget who the king is. We try to find solutions. We worry. We ask other people what they think. And sometimes we don't take our matters to the Lord until it appears that we have no other choice or option. But God should always be our first choice. Amen. Amen. We can take anything to Jesus. You know, you don't need a PhD to talk to God. Matter of fact, you don't need any ED to talk to God. You don't need to be ashamed to take things to God that you wouldn't tell people. And, and I need to mention this because some folk, uh, they get bashful when they get on their knees and they start talking to the Lord. They act like he don't already know what's going on in their lives. But you can scream out and cry out to God and tell God exactly what it is that's on your heart. And ask him to come into your life and bless your life tremendously. I know for a fact that God can open the windows of heaven and pour out so many blessings that we can't even receive them all. But you know, sometimes it's easy to overlook God's blessings when we are not spiritually focused. God can pour blessings into our lives. But if we don't receive what we are looking for, our focus could easily be distracted. I want you to know, Lansing, that distractions produce negative thoughts and feelings of futility. Some Christians compare themselves to the world. 
They say that they are sanctified and set apart. But at times they want to be like, look like, and act like people in the world who don't even know Jesus. We can't follow Jesus and the world at the same time. You know, last week I talked a little bit about how things could happen in our lives and they could result into a negative, nasty divorce. And we talked about how people can take our money because the law allows them to do that. But the one thing that I did not mention in the pulpit on last Sunday is how Christians sometimes conduct themselves during a divorce. I'm not going to talk about it long. You don't have to get quiet. Some folks say, oh, here we go again. I'm going to hit it and I'm going to quit it. But I like preaching like this because Lansing is not my only audience. I have a great virtual audience who uh, faithfully uh, take a peek at what we do here at Lansing. And I want folk to know the truth. And I'm trying to help houses and help individuals. But we don't need to act like the world acts when we go to court. If two God-fearing Christians decide to divorce, they shouldn't need the court system to adjudicate their situation. Why is it not possible for these two intelligent, God-fearing individuals to sit down and to work things out in a fair manner? I went from uh, 28 minutes to three. I'm going to talk about it. Why are Christians giving lawyers a lot of money to do things that they can do themselves? I'm going to come down. Some of y'all ain't feeling this. We're talking about being like the world. We should need a judge to tell us how much we can visit our kid. I don't need you for that. I don't need a judge to tell me how much money to give my kid. I don't need a judge to tell me what to do for my child. But sometimes when we go in court, we act just like the world. Now, I'm going to save you some money, and you should put at least 20% of the savings that I'm about to give you right now in the building fund. <laughs> Minimally. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off this subject, but I want to talk about it because, you know, we say that we're saving, and, and, and we say that we are set apart, and we say that we are sanctified. But sometimes I believe we're only set apart in the church building. Now, if we ain't gelling well and we want to end it, we can sit down at the table 
and draft our own terms. As a matter of fact, the court system prefers that you draft your own terms. But when you want the yacht and a lot, You let the judge adjudicate your situation. Two people who are God-fearing Christians should not be in court in front of the world acting like a fool. But we should be able to show the world that although we have problems just like everybody else, we still keep God number one in our lives. Now back to my original message. Because somebody say, and after you get through talking, I'm going to court. <laughs> but it's just something to think about. How are we different when we act the same? Sometimes on the outside of the church building, Saints act like they don't know who God is. Christians can be just as self-centered, greedy, and irrational as folk who don't have the Lord reigning in their lives. Why is God being overlooked during times that he should be sought after? I want you to turn your Bibles to an Old Testament passage. First Samuel, you've seen this before. And if you haven't, you're going to see it now. First Samuel, the eighth chapter. And, and we're going to start at verse number four. You got me, D? Yes, sir. First Samuel, chapter number eight. And verse number four, the Bible says what? Then all the elders of Israel. All the elders of Israel. Gathered together. They came together. And came to Samuel at Ramah. Keep going. And said to him. What did they say to Samuel? Look. You are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. You old and your sons, your children are shady acting. <laughs> Keep going. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. We want a king to judge us just like who? All the nations. In other words, they said we want to be like everybody else is. Keep going. But the thing displeased Samuel. When it they displeased said, Samuel when they said. Give us a king. To judge us. Keep going. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. Stop there. As Christians, we're not supposed to look like everybody else. We're supposed to look different. When they cuss me out, I don't have to uh, get vengeance upon them and cuss them back out because I'm not supposed to have that look. Amen. 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 Sometimes as a child of God, you need to go and take a couple steps and move out the way and go cry because sometimes you get so angry when folk disrespect you. But let me tell you something. Whenever somebody steps to you in the wrong manner, that's a teachable moment. God gives us teachable moments all the time. When you have your performance review at work, that's a teachable moment. Moment. Amen. Amen. 
When they act like that you weren't given overtime. When they act like you weren't putting in all the work that you have been putting in. When they act like the company is bankrupt and they can't give you a dime or a dollar. That's a teachable moment. You don't need to get on email and blast everybody out. Get up. Thank God for the job. Keep it moving. Amen. 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 Our demeanor, the way we carry ourselves, should be different. Christians have no business being in everybody else's business. Everybody in here should have enough business to take care of that they don't need to be in somebody else's business. Sometimes we will downgrade where we are with God just so we can look like everybody else. Let me tell you this. When we give up God to be like other people, we lose a lot. Many saints put themselves in the penalty box because they rarely consult God or they rarely believe until they receive. When we ask God for a blessing, we ain't supposed to be walking around here like Jesus died and didn't get up. If you haven't found this out, you should know by now that calling people and telling them your problems is not going to make Jesus come any sooner. If you want God to bless your life, to give you the abundant blessings, you need to have a relationship with him and keep it between him and yourself. Are y'all understanding this? Everybody can't handle your problems. You know, there are some folk who are going through some stuff. There are some people who have some problems in their lives, but when you see them, you'll never know because they're all about Jesus. You know, God has a way of giving us joy even when good things are not happening all the time in our lives. Amen. We got Amen. to hold on to Jesus and don't let go. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes people don't know what joy is. And sometimes people get joy and happiness confused. But let me tell you, there may come a time in your life when there's nothing going right in your life. The only thing that's going right in your life is the fact that you got up and said hello. I want to tell you something. But when you can still look at yourself in the mirror, get yourself ready, put one foot in front of the other, and don't care about what nobody thinks about you, then you will really understand what joy is. Joy comes from with and. Joy is independent of people because people are shady. The same hand that'll wave and say, praise the Lord, I see you, will be the same hand that slap you in your face. Amen. So if you got to depend upon me to have some joy, you need to go back to the manufacturer, and his name is Jesus. Amen. 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 It's all about reaching down deep. Just like this, I'm going to meddle a little bit. Jeff, can I meddle a little bit? How is it? That somebody can make somebody mad at church and they stop coming to church, period. What did God do to you? So you mad at Ed and you done severed your relationship with Jesus. 
Oh, folk looking at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. I've been in the church a long time. There are folks sitting at home right now. I ain't going to church over there with them devils. I guess you godly sitting at home on your bed chilling. <laughs> what I'm trying to get you to understand is we overlook God so many times. When things happen bad in our lives, we take it out on Jesus. I know it's easy to become frustrated. Because God's way is not always the most convenient way. When we take God's way, we may have to suffer. We know he has the power. We know he can deliver us. But sometimes God is not going to deliver us immediately. Sometimes God is going to allow us to go through that thing. To simmer in that thing. To soak in that thing. Sometimes God just want to show us how little faith we really have. Sometimes we'll question him. Lord, why ain't you coming right now? I'm praying this prayer in the name of Jesus. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to tell you to come right now, but hurry up. We got to allow God to do what he does. When we do it like God says to do it, the outcome will always be perfect. Because the way of the Lord is always perfect. As I was studying, I was thinking about something. Sometimes we have legitimate complaints. But those complaints are not going to get us closer to God. We need to do something about them. I was thinking about if we are God's children, we should handle our situations better. Amen. We are supposed to be in self-control. Why do I need somebody to jump between me and another person to hold me back like I'm a pit bull? Some of us don't know when to leave. People will tell us, get out of here. You don't tell me what to do. If somebody tell me, get out of here, I'm leaving. Because nowadays, you may not be walking away if you stay too long. We don't always need to get the last word in. Sometimes it's just best to shut up. There were times that some of us probably cared what people thought about us and what people called us. But I figured out real fast that it doesn't matter what they think of me because they ain't paying my mortgage anyway. I need to be different. You know, even when Christians run out of money, they make broke look different. 
Amen. Amen. We still look like God is our father. Amen. Are, are y'all understanding what I'm saying today? Some of us, we say that we lack strength and courage. But what are we doing to get stronger? Who are we consulting? Some of us are contemplating going back to whom we used to be because the person that we are striving to be in Christ doesn't seem to be blessed. Again, we tend to overlook God when our situation doesn't seem conducive for our lives. God has brought all of us this far by faith. So turning around at this point in our lives is not an option. God has led us through many storms and it's pointless to give up the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Some Christians can't sleep at night because they are in deep debt. No child of God has any business being deep in debt. And we're talking about, we're not talking about if some unfortunate situations happened in your life. You lost your job. You couldn't pay your mortgage. I'm talking about folk whose taste doesn't match their bank account. Are you all right with this, Brother Hope? I mean, I'm, I'm talking different. You know, some of us, you know, you know, you know, you know Jeff will see me uh, go buy a certain pair of black shoes and he can't rest until he go buy a pair of shoes too. <laughs> Knowing he don't need no shoes. That's what the world does. You get a new car that looks good. Your garage door go up. The neighbor who used to speak to you ain't got no conversation for you anymore. Because they can't stand to see you get blessed. But as children of God, I love to see my church folk get blessed. Amen. I want to smell that new car sitting in your car. Amen. I, I, I love to see and hear you come and say, Brother Kenzie, that was a blessing that I had been praying on and God delivered it. I'm happy to see you get blessed. Why? Because I know that God is still in the blessing business and I know he doesn't love you any more than he loves me and I know my blessing is also on the way. But folk who are in the world are jealous of one another. What do you and I have that we can be jealous of one another. Who has the biggest house in here? Now the question is who cares? Sometimes people are just so jealous of one another because they want to have what the other person, you know God didn't Make every one of us here to have a whole bunch of money. Regardless of how some of those preachers be on TV and tell you, all you need to do is just pray to the Lord and hold on to this handkerchief right here. And, and if you put $25 in the, in the tray, I tell you in 10 days, I mean 10 exact days, God is going to multiply that money 10 times in 10 exact days. You telling a 10 day lie. 
If God want to bless you, he will bless you. But the thing about it, Ed, I can't be consumed with you, jealous of you. I got to praise God for blessing you. The world doesn't want to see people with anything. Why are we jealous of one another? We used to eat surf and turf. <laughs> now we got that car that we want everybody to be like, dude, you said no, no things. <laughs> we just want the wow factor. We purposely come on a lot late so we can double park. So folk can blow the horn and say, who bends is it? Oh, I'm, I'm, blocking, I'm blocking somebody. That's, that's me. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares about that? Because when you bought that expensive car, they also offered you an extended warranty. But the point is, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. I like nice things. That's not my point. My point is, there is more to us than just material things. We have God and the Holy Spirit within us. I want to go back to debt. I can go to a store with no money and leave happy. Amen. Amen. And see some stuff I like. Amen. Amen. See, when you don't have a whole bunch of money, you have to have a big imagination. <laughs> I can imagine myself in that suit. But some of us, we are wrestling with the debt monster. We have deep credit card debt. Just because we want it to be just like everybody else. Listen, baby. If you got a lot of money on your card, and even if you see a sale, you can't afford it. Are y'all understanding this? You can't afford it because you're going to put that on your credit card and it's going to make it more and by the time you pay it off paying the minimum you would have paid for it three times. See, I like preaching because God wants us to talk about everything. And that is one of the things that can take people away from God. They will overlook all the blessings that God gave them because they have debt. But here's the question I have. What you doing to be debt free? Are you willing to stop going to the store to shop? We got Amazon and all other stuff set right on our phone. We don't even need to go home. We can be clicking right there at the red light. Just order me them, and these boots are bad. Then we'll take the link and share it. Check them boots out. Oh, we're going to talk about it. So what everybody think that what you have on look nice? All you're going to get is a compliment, but then you got to pay the bill. What's even worse than that? Why do we spend money we don't have? 
if you don't have money, that credit card does not serve a good purpose for you. A credit card is just a temporary IOU. Amen. Amen. But before you put money on that card, you should know how you're going to pay that card off. Now, you know there's some folk right now. If I wanted a financial class, I would have went to the college. <laughs> when are we going to get to Jesus up in here? Oh, we got to him. Because when you are in debt, you can't even support the ministry. That's why you get mad when the second basket comes. I don't care if they pass five baskets. You getting five dollars. A dollar basket. No, I'm talking about it today, Sean. As children of God, we have to learn how to say no. I ain't getting it. I don't need it. You know, they make a lot of new cars. I see a bunch of them, a heap of them. But the other day, I fell back in love with my 2012. <laughs> I washed my baby up. I said, girl, look at you. <laughs> Payful. You know, your car ride better when it's painful. Why would I go back? Now, now they got people calling my house. Hello, Mr. Kinsey, how are you doing today? I hope you're doing very well. Mr. Kinsey, ooh, do we have a deal for you. How about if we put you in an exact car that you have, but a brand new one, and we're gonna come close to the note that you are already paying. Mr. Kinsey, this is a deal of the century. You don't wanna miss this. Delete. Because my car note is $0. And if you can't match that, I don't want no new car. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's not that I can't go out and buy something, but why am I going to put myself in a financial debt that I got to pay off when I can cruise in what I got now? When are we going to stop wanting to look like everybody else? Some saints, they say they want peace in their lives. But what are we doing to get the peace? And what are we doing to maintain it? Who do we have in our circle? And what type of life are we living? You know, I had to examine myself. Some of us need to do some spring cleaning in the wintertime. We'll hang out with folk for the heck of it, just because everybody else liked the person. We'll go to the store and buy people things, gifts, and go to the party just because we don't want folk to think we acting funny. Well, you know what? When I turned 50, not only did I get an AARP card, but I got the right and the privilege to be funny acting. I ain't gotta go to everybody's party. I ain't gotta get invited to everybody's party. 
And I ain't going to be buying nobody. Nothing that's unnecessary. Just so full. Won't think I'm funny acting. Again, putting ourselves in a financial situation that's hard to get out. And now we're overlooking all the blessings that God gave us. You know, some of us, you say, I, I just got to get this new house. I just got to upgrade. And brothers, I'm, 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 I'm maybe helping some of y'all right now. See, see, the Lord spoke through him on Sunday. We don't need that house. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> a lot of times we go to get big cribs and all that stuff. What is it for? I mean, what is it going to do? And what I'm saying, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting a big house, but what I'm saying, church, is these are the things that the devil puts in front of us to make it attractive to us. And then we end up trying to look just like everybody else. I bet you somebody in here yesterday, because Saturday is the day to do it, went into a couple of neighborhoods, neighborhoods just to ride around to look at the houses. I remember one time somebody I knew came in my neighborhood. I was out cutting the grass. Never forget this. And they were, they were riding past my house and they stopped, bagged up. This your house? And I'm thinking, who you think I am? The help? You think I'm just out here cutting the grass? Material things means nothing. But our happiness, our joy means everything. Amen, amen, amen. I understand how some things can worry us because we're human. But we got to keep it moving. We have no other choice. Why? Because Christians have to keep it moving. Why? Because we're children of God. We're God's special people. We need more faith and more power to turn things around that we think that we need. And we need more faith and power to take things to Jesus when we know that we can't change them. When is the last time you stayed up worried about something that you have no control over? That's not the way God's people go through issues. Amen. Amen. That's the way the world goes through issues. You know, I'm going to show you something. My Bible study class know about this. We talked about this. I'm almost done, too. But, I, but not yet. I'm getting close. Matthew chapter 16. I want to show you something here. And we're going to go back to the text. And we're going to be out of here like vapor. Matthew chapter number 16. We're going to look at verse number five. Matthew chapter number 16. Jesus, with, he was with his uh, uh, disciples. Matthew 16 and five. Dion, go ahead and read it for me. It says what? Now, when his disciples had come to the other side. When Jesus' disciples had come to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread. They ain't bring no bread. Keep going. Then Jesus said to them. What did he say? Take heed. And beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was warning them against listening to the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Keep going. 
And they reasoned among themselves, saying. Now watch this. They reasoned among themselves. Now, this is what I want you to get. I got to come down here because this is a deeper thing to understand. Are y'all with me? You got your Bible in your hand? They reasoned amongst themselves. Do you know what that means? They talked among themselves. What did they say? It is because we have taken no bread. Man, is it because we didn't take no bread? Keep going. But Jesus... Being aware of it, said to them, O oh, you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Now watch this. Jesus said, why are you reasoning amongst yourselves because you didn't bring any bread? Now I want to paint this picture for you. Listen. The disciples thought there was a problem. When they identified the problem, because they had forgotten to bring bread, they started talking to themselves. Mm -hmm. They started talking amongst one another. Just like sometimes when we have a problem, we start talking amongst ourselves. Now, where was Jesus when they were talking? He was right there. So if they thought there was truly a problem, why were they talking amongst themselves when Jesus was right there? Y'all ain't seeing this, are you? When I have a problem, I don't need to call you because I have Jesus right here with me. There's no point in me reasoning amongst myself or amongst other people when I got God there to help my situation. Now look at the disciples. They were reasoning amongst themselves. They were talking amongst themselves because there was a problem or they thought there was a problem. Keep going, Brother Dion. We're going to get deeper. It says what? Do you not yet understand? Jesus said, do you not yet understand? Or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Do you not remember what I did before? Sometimes when we go through problems, we forget what God did for us last week. Amen. Amen. Are y'all understanding this? Amen. You got to look a little deeper. Be with me today. You got to look a little deeper. It's not that hard to understand what I'm saying. Look at it. They thought they saw a problem. They thought they had a problem. Instead of taking that problem straight to Jesus, they started talking about the problem amongst themselves. When we have a problem, we have to take the problem straight to Jesus because he's the only one who can help us. Amen. Amen. They reasoned amongst themselves and Jesus had to, he had to put it in the reel and run it back. He said, hey, you don't remember what I did before? Some of us are worried about things, but it's because we overlooked the Lord. We overlooked God. What Amen. did God do for you last week? What did he do for you the week before last? What did he do for you a month ago? We, we, we're on the layoff list and we don't know what we're going to do. What did God do for you before you got a job? Amen. Amen. What did he say? Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000. Keep going. And how many large baskets you took up. Keep going. How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware. 
of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus said, how is it that you think that you have a problem and you're reasoning amongst yourselves and you're not remembering what I did for you at an earlier time? Now you remember when Jesus said, he said, uh, do you not understand or remember the five loaves or the 5,000? He was telling them about how he fed so many people. Now, watch this. Here's something that you're going to impress your friends with tomorrow at lunch. Do you know why the disciples start to reason amongst themselves? They saw Jesus and they saw Jesus do miracles. So why did they reason among themselves when they thought they had a problem? Because the last time they saw Jesus perform a miracle like that, they started off with something. Some fish and some loaves. But this time they had nothing. And sometimes we worry because we think that our problem is so deep, we're starting from nothing and we don't go to God. But what I want to tell you today, we don't have to look like everybody else looks. Amen, amen. Because we don't need to have something in order for Jesus to turn it to something else. We can have nothing and God can give us every single thing that we need. But their faith went down because this miracle was different. Just like we'll look at a problem. God adjudicated our situation. He blessed us. He delivered us. And then the next problem we have, we're back to crying again. Why? Because this problem don't look like that problem. I know he delivered me from that, but what about this? What I'm trying to tell you today, Lansing, is we don't take things like everybody else accept them. We are God's special people. We are God's peculiar people. We don't have to worry about anything because nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter if I've never seen this problem before. I know that God is a problem solver. Although he may not have solved this problem, I have to have the faith that he will solve the one I have right now. So you don't have to be discouraged because you got a new problem in your life. You got the same Jesus. The one that helped your situation out a long time ago. God is the same God when we have nothing when we have a little or when we have a lot Amen. Amen. some Christians are plagued with anxiety and fear because they are not willing to trust God some saints say that they want to be in a better space mentally. I don't have anything against taking certain medications. I don't. Because I do understand that certain medications are necessary. Amen. Although some of them have some horrific side effects, we just got to pray to the good Lord that we want to experience them. I get that. But when we take medicine, how about taking some Jesus along with those Amen. pills? Amen. 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 Say it, Are you understanding that? Yes, sir. You may have to take a pill, but take some Jesus too. 
a lot of times we are tripping in our own mind and we become our worst enemy. We think everybody is talking about us. We think every conversation is about us when the truth is nobody may not even be thinking about us. Some of us say that we want to be more confident. We want to become a better person for ourselves and for our family. But are we finding ourselves getting closer to God? How is it that we are children of God, but we act sometimes just like folk in the street who don't have a Jesus? Has God done anything for anybody in here? I mean, anybody. Has God done anything for anybody in here? So if God has done something for you, you owe it to yourself and to God not to trip. Because if he did it yesterday, he can do it today. And if he does it today, he can do it tomorrow. I want to finish up the story and then I'm going to get out of here. Because Dion, we're supposed to look different. Amen. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 8. 1 Samuel chapter 8. Verse number 7, the Bible says what? And the Lord said to Samuel. He told Samuel what? He the voice of the people and all that they say to you. He said, listen to him, keep going. For they have not rejected you. But they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. God was offended. How is it that they're talking about they want a king? Who do they think I am? I am a king. What does Houston have? How can he go home and worry? Talking about, I don't know how I'm going to make it when God says, I am your God. Amen. Amen. Y'all ain't getting this, are you? They wanted to look like everybody else. They wanted to have a king like everybody else. And God said, who do you think I am? You have a king. Amen. Amen. Who do you think delivered you the first time? When you were crying out, who came to your rescue? Keep going. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day with which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. Now, I want to tell you something. Come closer, listen. Sometimes we can cry out to God so much and for so long that he will eventually give it to us. Although it's not in his will. Sometimes we can want something so bad. You wanted that house so bad. You've been rejected five times. But you found a Linda. Y'all, anybody understand what I'm talking about right now? You, you know, you finally got a Linda. Instead of saying, I was rejected five, there was a reason why I was rejected. It's not because they just didn't like you. Folk are in the market of making money. But you can't afford it. 
But you found that shady lender who doctored up some papers. You asked your brother, can I borrow $10,000 from you to put in my bank account to make it look like my account is bigger? And they said, okay, you are a risk, but we'll give you the house. And sometimes when we keep crying so much, God will say, all right, you asked for it. You got it. Then our next prayer. In the name of Jesus. Y'all ain't hearing this, are you? He told Samuel, he said, they have rejected me. I'm their king. They're overlooking me. Give the people what they want. Somebody said, sometimes you have to give the people what they want. Keep reading. I got to get out of here, Dion. Keep reading. You're doing good. Now, therefore. Therefore. Heed their voice. He said, listen to them. Keep going. However. However. You shall solemnly forewarn them. But I want you to be fair about this. Warn them. Let them know it ain't going to be like you think it's going to be. Sometimes people want to look like folks so much, they don't care what the consequences are. Some of us have signed contracts that we don't even know what was on them. We agree to let them take our house if we didn't pay such and such a thing. And while I'm on the market of saying this, stay out of payday loans. Huh? Oh, I thought that was Brother Lavelle. Was that him yesterday that saw me in the... I ain't seen you nowhere. I'm just telling you, stay out of payday loans. And again, you know how some people are. Yeah, but my situation was different. And everybody's different. You shouldn't tell people to stay from payday. Because I'm telling you, it's a blessing that payday loan was ever thought of. Because God delivered me from uh, my debt. When I, hey, I ain't trying. Hey, if, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. But what I'm saying, people, is sometimes we want something so bad and God told us no, but we'll go around God, overlook all the blessings that we got. Sometimes keep your old car, keep your house, keep your clothes, take care of them. Sometimes you can't afford to do certain things. Oh, no, it's a party. I got to have something new. Why? You're going to a place that folk haven't seen you dress up before. They don't know that your clothes are old. Y'all don't like preaching like this, do you? Shoot, I get me a new tie and a new shirt, and it look like I got a brand new suit. Y'all don't know that trick? And about being like everybody else, God said, forewarn them. Tell them what they're getting into. They don't know what they're talking about. Keep going. And show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. I'm going to show them what kind of king they're asking for. Yes. Keep reading. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who mm-hmm. asked him for a king. What'd they say? And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. Keep going. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands and captains over his fifties. Keep going. We'll set some to plow his ground and reap his harvest. Wait, just and stop some... there. Stop there. That's enough for me to say forget a king. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? But I want you to see this. I want you to see the mentality that we sometimes have when we want something so bad that we shouldn't have, but we'll go through 
hoops to get it. Amen. Just so we can look like everybody else. Amen. And we overlook the blessings that God has already given us. Keep reading, Dion. And some to make his weapons of war and equipment for He's going to put your kids to work. Keep going. He will take your daughters and be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. Look at this. Now, some of us don't want to cook now. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? Are y'all, are y'all seeing this? He's telling them for a reason. God said, look, I was your king, but maybe you don't want me. You're, you're overlooking me. I'm giving you everything that you need, but maybe you're overlooking me. And sometimes we overlook God. We are depressed because there was something that we wanted that we couldn't get. But look what God did for you in your life. You're alive. You have your health. You have your strength. And even if you don't have all your health, you are still alive. Amen. Amen. He's the king. Keep reading. And he will take the best of your fields. He's going to take the best of your fields, the ones that you really like. He got them. Boot gang. He got them. Keep going. Your vineyards and your olive groves. Keep going. And give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage and give it to his officers. Keep going. Servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men. The finest of them. Keep going. And your donkeys and put them. Not the donkeys. He taking the donkeys too? <laughs> you know you need them donkeys. He's taking the donkeys. Keep going. And put them to his work. He's going to put them to his work. Keep going. He will take a tenth of your sheep, and you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourself. Keep reading. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Now look at this. God said, all this is going to happen to you, and then when you cry, I ain't trying to hear it. He's letting them know, I am not going to try to hear it. Keep going. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. What they say? And they said, no, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Just stop there. That's good enough. They said, we ain't trying to hear none of that. You know, sometimes when we want something so bad, We'll forget God. We wouldn't even care about how our relationship is with him. Look, look what he said. He said, you're going to cry out. You know, I don't care what it is. If God tells me, you ain't going to be able to talk to me no more. I don't need that. Whatever that is. He told them, your kids are going to be slaves. You're going to give up your livelihood. I mean, when th- those animals and all that, that's how they made their money. Amen. You got to give up all of that. They said, we don't care. We want a king. I don't care. I want that Mercedes. I eat pork and beans and hot dogs to dry that car. Some folk go buy a big house and the taxes go up just a little bit. And we go in foreclosure. We ain't got to be like everybody else. We're God's people. You know, you see how, how cool Houston looking today in his burnt orange suit? I like burnt orange. I can wear that suit, but I ain't got one like that. And it's not going to inspire me to go buy one. The point is, why can't we accept God's blessings and be thankful? Why is it 
that we have to look just like everybody else? Why do we have to respond like everybody else? We're different. Doesn't mean we're arrogant. It means we're blessed. We're different. After all Samuel told those people, they said, we ain't trying to hear nothing. We want to be just like everybody. In other words, they said, I'm willing to give up God just so I can have a man to judge us. I'm done. Are you blessed? Yes. Can you see your blessings? Yes. Even through your struggles, can you see your blessings? See, God's people can see their blessings through the struggle. The world can't see nothing if they don't have what they want. Sometimes we have to get on our knees and ask God to bless our mind so that we can be more thankful. Because if you, if you think about it, some of us, we've had a hissy fit. We fell out in the floor because God didn't give us what we wanted. A lot of times God navigates us around things that we don't have any business touching. We're not like everybody, church. We're different. We're God's chosen people. And we shouldn't want to be like everybody else. Why do I have to love him? He don't love me. That's because you're different. Why do I have to forgive? They don't like me. They ain't forgiving me. That's because you're different. Amen. Amen. Why do I have to go and help this person Fix their flat on the expressway. They didn't even speak to me yesterday when they saw me. That's because you are a child of God and you're blessed. All your tires are rolling and they're inflated. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. You know, sometimes we need to go back and just look at how good God has been. Do that when you get a little time this week. Go back and just look at the goodness of God. Look at some times when you won right and God still blessed your life. You ain't got time to want to be like everybody else. Be who you are in Christ Jesus. Because God made you for a special purpose. And your purpose ain't my purpose. And my purpose ain't your purpose. And just because we may be in two different spaces in life doesn't make you better than me and it doesn't make me better than you. If we are all children of God, we're all covered by the blood of Jesus. Don't get caught up in that worldly stuff. Save your money. Y'all hear me what I'm saying? Save your money. You know, some of us, you know, we can't do nothing. If we get an extra bill, just one extra bill this month, our budget is shot. Oh, okay, I want to make sure. <laughs> You don't have to have everything. Amen. Just thank God for what you have. Thank you, say it, say it. You can't ball out when your money rolls, it just runs out. You, you can't ball out. And we have to stop carrying our bank account in our pocket. I'm, I'm ending. Save some money. For some unforeseen things. Amen. Amen. When God blesses you with that $200 check that you didn't even know where it was coming, don't automatically say, Woo, I got $200. I'm about to go turn up. No. <laughs> turn some of that money 
in. Save it. Because God is trying to get you ahead. Don't spend everything you have. Is, is, is this making sense? Y'all understand this? Amen. Amen. You gotta be like everybody else. Yeah, you know, you know, Sean got a new pair of glasses. Y'all check out Sean's glasses. Look at Sean's glasses. Y'all, y'all check him out. You know, I like those glasses. I do. But I ain't gonna go get no glasses like those, Sean. These right here serve the purpose. We ain't gotta look like everybody else, y'all. Amen. You are Amen. an individual. You are unique. Don't you ever feel like you inferior to anybody. You know, we even give people different praise. You know, we at work, we doing our thing. Somebody say something, you know, the janitor come by and say, oh, I'm sorry, I, I bump you with the, with the garbage can. You look at me. But then an exec come and walk straight into you. Oh, excuse me, sir, that's no problem. No problem. Matter of fact, I'm stupid. <laughs> I was in your way. You treat everybody the same. Money don't define who people are. Are y'all understanding this? We're God's people. I feel blessed. I feel like running, Ed. I'm happy. I'm blessed. And ain't nobody going to take my joy away. Because they didn't give it to me. Listen, I know we all go through things. And I know some people going through some stuff right now. I want you to know you're still blessed. Look at the things that God did before. Like he told his disciples, hey, you still don't understand? You still don't get it? You know, all of us have had problems in here before. Some of us, we got problems right now. But what I'm trying to tell you is the same God that delivered you before, he's that same God. You say, but I had money back then and I don't have as much now. It doesn't matter. It's the same God. He has the same power. Just because you may feel powerless doesn't mean that God is powerless. God is powerful even when we are powerless. Are you understanding that? Depend on him. Lean on him. If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing the word of God. Believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Repenting of your sins and confessing that Jesus Christ is the son of God and be buried with him in the water grave of baptism. If you're going through something right now and you need prayer, you come on down here. Some of us have felt inferior. You know, you ain't got as much money as you used to have because, you know, some things happen on your job. And here you are hiding because you don't want folk to ask you if they want, if you want to go out to dinner with them or whatever the case may be because you can't afford it. And all that. Look, stop that. Do you hear me? Stop that. You a child of God. Okay, you may not can go at this time. Save up for two weeks. Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I ain't the only one who grew up like this. My mama taught me how to be an accountant, and she ain't went to school to be an accountant a day in her life. Save it. And when you go and you buy stuff, you know you're not used to paying market fare for your food. They don't even put the price on it, whatever the market is right now. I want um, this two-pound lobster. Get some chicken. You know what I'm saying? Get some chicken. And I'm telling you, I told you you got to have a big imagination. Get some chicken and eat it like it's lobster. Oh, yeah. Feel good about yourself. Feel proud about who you are. Thank God for bringing you to the space that you're in. You a child of God. Look at you. Who are you inferior to? 
You ain't got to look like everybody else. So what? You ain't got to tell everybody where you get your clothes from. Where you buy that at? I like that. Um, you ain't got to tell them. Wear it and wear it well. God gave it to you. Wear it proudly. Because you could have nothing. Did I make sense today? What we sing? What you got for me? Anywhere you bless me, Lord. Anywhere you bless me, Lord. Amen. Amen. That's, ain't Amen. that appropriate? Yeah. And did you see how he said it? Anywhere you bless me, Lord. Now, all you boys and girls out there who need a blessing. But I want you to think about this. Before we sing it, think about the words that you're about to say. You're saying, Lord, anyway you bless me, I'll be what? Now, you can only be satisfied when you're not interested in looking like other people. You understand? So if you ain't there yet, just do like this. Don't sing it. Just do like this. Because you need to get there. We all need to get there. We need to be in the space that no matter what God gives me, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to thank him. Why? Because it's for me. Come on, Jeff. Give us what you got. Y'all stand on your feet. Anyway, you bless me, Lord, you know I'll be 